Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I hope that you have had the most amazing, amazing week. With all that being said, welcome to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy, obviously the podcaster. I'm also a blogger, been blogging for now almost eight years and podcasting for under two. With that being said, I welcome you with all the joy that you could be ever received into a podcasting community. Now, on this podcast, we talk about it all. We may talk about self-care, which we talk about usually almost every single time. We will always try to talk about mental health in some form of capacity. We may talk about what's happening on these internet streets. And we may cry. We may laugh. We may have serious conversations, but whatever the case, we will have the conversations that I believe we need to be having to help us to become our better self. Happy Friday. So this week has been one of those weeks. Every week for me, I always say the same thing. It's been a long week because every week it is rather long. Now, interesting enough, I feel like this week kind of came upon sort of fast, but yet long. And I feel that way because although there was so much to do this week, I felt like the week kind of went fast because before I even knew it, it was like, oh my gosh, it's already Wednesday. Oh my gosh, it's already Thursday. Oh my gosh, now it's Friday. Like that's how the week went for me. So if you felt the same way, I hope that, you know, you got through it because, you know, these days, and especially now that we're getting into the final, you know, final finals of the year, we're in the fourth quarter and time is going fast. We're about to hit the new year soon. And I know you're saying, slow down, slow down. I haven't even had my Halloween candy. Trust and believe. Once fourth quarter comes, it goes quite, quite, quite quick. Fourth quarter goals. What do they look like for you? If you don't even know what that means for you, I want you to consider and think about that this weekend. What does fourth quarter look like for you? For me as a blogger and someone who does content, fourth quarter is really game time. Every person that is a blogger or some type of content creator in fourth quarter already knows fourth quarter can be like a blur. You should be already well into your fourth quarter goals when it comes to content creating. And that means having a goal and plan in place and already implementing that. If you're doing holiday content, you're already gearing that up and getting that, you know, ready. Uh, If you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you're you're just getting to the flow. If you're not a content creator, what can your fourth quarter, quarter goals look like? Well, you want to try to implement some of the things that you already want to start doing in your first quarter for the first, you know, for the new year. And that simply means putting into place things and starting to make them a routine. If you claim that you want to go start going to the gym because you're going to lose weight in 2023, 
then you need to start the process of doing that now. Now I get it. Halloween is coming. So you got the candy. Then you go to Thanksgiving and then you go into Christmas. The snack demon, as I like to call it, will be very strong. Every pastry puff, every cake, every candy, every strudel will look very much enticing. And I'm not telling you not to indulge in them because I would be lying if I'm not saying that I will as well. But begin to put into place some practices that you want to start for your first quarter for the new year. That means, have you had your checkups for this year? Maybe if you have had your checkups, what will your checkups look like for next year? So do you need to make any first quarter appointments? Start doing that now. Yes, with October being here, many places are already going to start opening up their calendars. So that means starting to put into place your appointments for the next year for what you can. If there's a new skill set that you want to learn, put into place or start saving for that new class that you want to take. That means start now, put your money to the side. And yes, put it to the side, even amongst the holiday shopping that you may incur. Set a budget, guys. Set a budget now. If you're thinking about travel for next year, what will that look like? Where will you go? Have you already started to research what the prices will be for airfare? Because trust me, airfares are getting quite tight. And if you've looked for prices for airfare, what will that look like for the weather at that time of the year? Have you started to research that? What about the excursions that you want to take? All of those things take proper planning and the time is now. I remember this time um, this year, this time around this time of the year, a couple of years ago when I started to plan my solo vacation, I started to plan it now and I didn't take those trip until April. It is quite very much common for you to start to planning those things now. So that's what your fourth quarter should start to look like putting into place the things that you want to do for first quarter of next year. You don't wait till January, you know, December 31st to start planning it. You want to start doing that now. Why? Because remember, we are creatures of habit. So what you put in place now will help you into your first quarter goals because first quarter goals start in the fourth quarter. And every quarter really should work that way. It should start about two months before, even three months before, and then you begin to implement them. So this week, strangely enough, I ended up getting sick for like a 24 hour bug, whatever it was. Please don't even ask me to begin to say, where did it come from? If I'm gonna keep it real, I'm gonna blame my kids. (laughs) My kids have gotten colds, like really bad colds since they've started school. And every child has gotten it. Then I now have it. And I believe my husband is starting to get it. So mine was a 24-hour fluke. I like to call it a 24-hour fluke because that's what it felt like. 24 hours of feeling like really, really miserable. And nothing, no symptoms of like no sneezing, no coughing. So I didn't need to refrain like, you know, I wore a mask and things like that. But I didn't need to refrain or change what I was doing. But It was just uncomfortable. And I'm just like, here we go with the kids going back to school, being in the cesspool of germs and all the things and how much that affects every household. I know that there have been major kids being out of school, at least at my kids' school, like I said, since school started. But then the last, I would say, 30 days, it's been an increase. 
So to all the parents who are dealing with germs, whether your kids are in daycare, which is the worst part of any type of germs, and then regular school, listen, we stand in solidarity because let me tell you, these germs are not playing with nobody. So I'm so grateful to be over that. You probably can still hear it in my voice, but I'm grateful to have to be done. So to quickly talk about a couple of things that's been happening on these internet streets, we're going to have to talk about not my friend, not your friend, but somebody's friend, and that's Kanye. Now, I'm not giving Kanye West a whole episode, and let me tell you why, because who's doing that? I'm not about to sit here and give Kanye West a whole platform, because I feel like that's just pretty much ridiculous. However, I just think that at this point, Kanye has been doing what Kanye has been doing for years, and that is being Kanye. That is being annoying. That is being him and saying everything derogatory and crazy and off the beaten path. I can't say for sure why he does it. It's none of my business, right? I do know that there are so many times how we excuse. And what I say, we, let me say not I, but a lot of people have excused Kanye because of his genius. He is such a genius mind. He is before his time. And so because of that, we should really cut him some slack. Or people will say that he's that way because of his mother passing. Now, let me just keep this all the way 100. I do believe a part of it, a small part of it has to do with his mother passing. And what I mean is when a person has lost their mother, and I can only speak that from the example of my own husband when he lost his mother. They go through it. My husband is an only child. I don't know if Kanye West is. I don't know much about him. I, let's just keep it honest. I don't. I believe that he is an only child. But it's something about when an only child person loses their mother and a son at that. For me, my husband probably would have went through this a lot worse. I thought, honestly think that he would have lost his mind. Honestly, think he would have went through deeper than what he did if he had not been one willing to go to therapy, right? As much as I do believe me being around him and our kids being around him to kind of hold him up and provide some sort of joy in his life, I honestly believe and count that all to therapy and God, because let me just say he would have went off the beaten path. There's a lot of things about his healing journey that I will not speak of because it's his journey, but the things that I've witnessed the things that I've seen, the things that I've had to help him through, I know for a fact that he would have done whatever. Now, does that mean that my husband can all of a sudden become, you know, saying anti-Semitic, uh, converse, you know, conversations, then saying rude, you know, things to me as his wife, or maybe being inconsiderate to his children because of that? Absolutely not. So if I'm not going to give my husband a pass, I'm surely not going to give Kanye West a pass. Um, so I don't know what it's going to take. You know, I don't know what the level of whatever is going on with Kanye West. You know, I don't know if his mental health is what they claim it to be. If he's really bipolar, if he really is having one of these experiences, I can't, I can't tell because, you know, from the outside looking in, we would say, yes, he's having a mental breakdown. I don't know that man. And I don't know what he's going through, but I do know that there is accountability and I know that he's full aware of what he's saying and fully aware of what he is doing. And so I honestly believe that this is something that needs to be, you know, figured out a little further because it's just crazy to me that he has all of this going on. Um, and 
again, being held accountable, held accountable to whatever it is that he needs to have going on. That is what I believe. He needs to be held accountable regardless of the fact, regardless of the fact. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is T.I., Now, T.I. is known to be very vocal about whatever it is that he has going on. Quite often, T.I. does not hold any punches. He says what he wants to say, whether people agree with him or not. T.I. has been in the papers, the news, the, the, the the internet streets for quite some time. And it's because of the things that he says. Now, him, he got into an altercation with a man named Charleston White. And Charleston White was saying things that were disparaging about his child. Now, T.I.'s son has been very much questionable about some of the things that he's doing now that T.I.'s son is becoming grown-ish. Now, I say grown-ish, not in the name of the show, but as the fact of he's starting to come into his own, he's saying things, you know, he's having opinions and being vocal about it. He's not checking himself when it comes to conversations. He's just kind of like out there doing whatever it is that he's doing. And so... um, T.I. has been made it very clear about the fact that he maybe does or doesn't agree with the way that his son is moving, um, but he doesn't feel like Charleston White should have something bad to say, negative say, threats to be said, or conversations in regards to his child. Now, as a mother, as a parent, I would have to agree with the whole, you know, keep my kids off, you know, out of your mouth, kids are off limits, blah, blah, blah. However, I also am would be more than willing to make sure that my child is, has some sort of level of respect as well. So whether you agree or disagree with that, that's one point. The part that I want to talk about is T.I. made a video stating that the black community basically was not coming together to support him and his son by speaking up regarding what was being said in the back and forth. So this is where I have to be honest about the situation. There's been plenty of times when T.I., his kids, or whatever the case may be, has gone down. And there's been plenty of times where people have made comments, they have said things, they have said things in agreement or disagreement about what T.I. has said or his children or whatever the case may be. T.I. has made it plain and clear in plenty of times before that we should pretty much mind our business and that basically some of this stuff is outside of our tax bracket. And with that being said, you cannot continue to tell people to mind their business and then say all of a sudden that we should jump in. Now, I am not in any way defending Charleston White at all. I think Charleston White needs a touch of Jesus and a touch of prayer and maybe a touch of the Paul's putting on him. However, and I don't condone violence. I'm just saying he needs that. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying if it happens, praise be. But what I will say is that I don't agree with the things that Charleston White is saying, but I also don't agree with the things that T.I.'s child does as well. However, it's not my fight. Like, it's not my fight. And if you tell somebody to mind their business long enough, they're going to go ahead and mind their business, right? You can't tap the blogs in. You can't tap tap the the community in when it's convenient, when it just suits you. And then other times you tell us to mind our business. Like, we can't keep up. So I don't know how much of minding our business we're supposed to do. If you tell us to mind our business, then we finally mind our business. I just, I don't understand. Now, Charleston White is completely problematic. Stories of him talking about um, 
harming women. That's what I'll say, harming women in sexual ways, um, physically assaulting them, uh, mentally assaulting them, all kinds of things. Charleston White is a problem. So on the surface, set alone, separate from TI, Charleston White needs to go ahead and have a seat. He needs to go ahead and have a seat. He needs to go get some therapy. He needs to go get his life together because the things that he says is way out of pocket. But I don't know if I want to step into the beef of defending as a community Charleston White against T.I. I think T.I. speaks very expeditiously for himself. And I feel like he needs to handle that. I think as a man, as a father, he needs to figure out how he's going to handle that. And as long as they're doing it in a semi-nonviolent way, I'm, you know, hey, handle that. That's just not something I want to get involved with. Like I said, on his own, Charleston White deserves to go ahead and go ahead and have a seat. The things that he says is completely problematic. I just don't think that the community, using the community as a weapon to say something against this man, um, just on the strength of whatever was going down between um, him and his son, that that they need to go ahead and handle that, right? Um, because it just, I don't know. I don't feel like there's enough power behind the community that he wants us to, you know, jump in and, 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 and say something about. I don't know about all that. And one really horrible story as we really go into the holiday season and always keeping in mind Brittany Griner. Now, Brittany Griner was the WNBA player that went to Russia and had vape, um, materials. She got caught in Russia. She was detained in Russia. She was charged with nine years to serve in Russia. United States was supposed to have made some type of play employ where they were supposed to surrender one of their, uh, one of their persons for Brittany. And I don't know if that person was ever switched over, but I know Brittany Griner is still in jail and she's still in Russia jail. So that's not the whole level of like being in the United States. You know, when you go into other countries, they don't treat prisoners the same way that we do. You know, they, they treat them like prisoners from my understanding. Right. And so she should have been home by now. So I don't know what the heck is going on in the government. I don't know what's going on in the world that's stopping her from being here. But when you make a a ploy for play, when you exchange one for another, the exchange should be, she should be home and the other person should be wherever they need to be. And I'm not seeing that happen. I don't know what political plays are happening because I know Russia is in hot water right now with just their political stance and the things that they're doing. And so I don't know if that's playing a huge part, but I know that they're going to make her an example. And it's really hard to understand and keep reading the stories about her not being home. And now we're going into the holiday season and her belief that she will end up having to serve her entire nine years, regardless of the point, you know, the play for ploy, like, the play for play. I just think that this is a really sad moment. And I know that it was a lot of people who felt like this was such a political stance that people tried to stay back from this. But I feel like at the end of the day, she should definitely be home. If we have any power, any pool, we should have been using that to get her home. Um, now that doesn't negate the fact that when you go to other countries, you should know the laws of the land and you should understand them because when you get to other countries, they're not as lenient as we are here in the United States. Our United States judicial system can sometimes be a joke because of the way that we claim that we're handling things and we really don't. And so again, that still does not say that she should not be home with her family 
right now. Um, but do understand that when you go to other countries, please, for the love of all the things, when I have traveled to other countries, I make it my business to find out what are their laws. Even if you think that you don't agree with them, even if you think that it's the dumbest thing, even if you think that they're too strict, you better understand those two strict laws. Because if you get yourself in a situation where you, you know about it and you don't fully understand on it, um, you need to make that clear. You need to make that utterly clear. Um, and make sure that you don't toggle that line, like never toggle the line on any type of crime when you're in another country, just point blank and period, regardless of how you feel about it. Like it's very clear, just be clear. So for today's topic, I do want to talk about the holidays and the stress that the holidays bring and the beauty in the holidays is, you know, already going to be there. If you love getting together with your family and having the best dinner that you can possibly have, you are overjoyed by the fact that Thanksgiving is going to soon come, right? You may be still getting your Halloween costumes like myself. Don't judge us because we normally do have our stuff together, but life is lifing. Um, and so you may be like, listen, I'm just trying to hurry and put this costume on so I can start prepping for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm actually more, a little excited about Thanksgiving dinner this year. Usually I kind of just go with the flow and cook, kind of do it and move along, but I'm kind of excited. Right. But there are so many people who don't have that excitement for the holidays because they struggle the most. The holidays is the most hardest time of the year. They say it's the most wonderful time of the year but it's also the most stressful time of the year. And here's why. The holidays can be a trigger. If you grew up and your holidays wasn't grand or you just didn't have a great holiday, or maybe you experienced loss during the holidays, right? People experience losses of all different kinds around the holiday. And it's a hard time, you know, as a parent, maybe you're not able to provide your kid with the best holiday that you want to gift them. And that can be disheartening. I'm grateful for every time that I can provide memories for my children. I'm more am interested in the holiday time just for the memories, just for the the matching uh, pajamas and the movies that we watch and the things that we make together. Like I like those moments, but they come with a level of stress. People who have lost their parents, grandparents, uncles, cousins, best friends, whomever they have lost when the holiday comes, it's a reminder of them not being here. And there's just really no other way to put that. And so when you're dealing with the stress of the holidays and you're dealing with the stress of budgeting and trying to do all the things that you can, when even when you've realized that you can't do it all, but you try anyway, this is the hardest time of the year. People's mental health will be on the line the most at this time of year than any other time. Now, how do I or how should you handle the stress of the holidays? One, you need to sit down and figure out what your expectations are. Expectations and not having a balanced expectation can really be the cause of why you feel the way that you feel. For instance, if you're going into the holidays and you're putting more on your plate than you know you'll be able to do, oftentimes not doing it, not completing it, not crossing it off the list of to-dos will make you feel like a failure. You'll feel like, why didn't I get everything done? What type of person am I? Why, why, why? One, relax your expectations. Now I'm not telling you not to have expectations. I'm telling you to relax them. Be real about what you can do and what you cannot do. And if you discover that you're in a situation and you cannot do something, I need you to step back. Now, stepping back is not as easy as it sounds because you may have people who are also having the list of expectations about what they want you to do, 
For instance, if your family comes from, you know, you have a big family and they're so used to you providing elaborate gifts and you kind of want to curtail it back some to save money, they may say to you, well, what's wrong? Are you, you're not having, you're not financially stable when you actually may be, you may actually be stable, but want to do something different. This is what I want you to do. I want you to have these conversations early. Don't wait till Christmas Eve to let people know, hey, we about to cut back. Just say, hey, this year, this is what I'm going to do. I'm doing what's comfortable for me. I'm doing what feels better for me. And I need everybody to at least attempt to support. Doesn't mean that they will. Let's be real. Doesn't mean that they will. But have the conversation early because other people's expectations draws on you. And I promise you that it will be stressful for you if you continue to put yourself in a situation where you're not being clear about what it is that you want to accomplish. So be clear on the expectations. Make sure you let people know that you will be doing A, B, and C, and you're not going to do C, D, and E, right? Be clear on your expectations. So put expectations on yourself and the people that are surrounding you. That's first. That's where you want to start at first. Secondly, when you're talking about the holidays, again, I can't stress this enough. Please put a budget. You should not go into debt to produce any gifts for anyone. Listen, if you have families that have multiple children like I do, I tell people this all the time. If you want to get my kids something, get them a gift card or because gift cards cost money, get them a, get a family gift, make a movie pack, put some movies and some DVDs that may be holiday related, put some popcorn, some candies, and put them in a beautiful basket and gift a family a gift. Or if you can't, then, Hey, say I'm gifting everyone an experience, or I'm giving you money off an experience that I knew that you said you wanted to go to whatever the case may be, find a way, but put a budget in place. My husband and I create a budget every Christmas and I have been doing absolutely beautiful, but trying to find ways to bust it. This is the one time of the year, well, all the year that I try to save money, but I really go out, out trying to find a way to beat my budget. So beating my budget for me simply means I'll set the budget and I will do everything I can to make sure that that budget goes way under way under because I want to prove to myself that I can do all the things that I want to do, save money and do it well. So set a budget. You need to set a budget and you need to stick to that budget. Shop as early as you possibly can and make sure that you try to get a deal. You are not going to make everyone happy and that's something you need to understand. Not only are you not going to be getting everything that you want for the holidays, you're not going to make the people around you happy for every part of this holiday. If you go in with the expectation of knowing that you cannot be people pleaser, that you're not trying to be a people pleaser because you know that and you understand what it's going to take for you to do what you need to do, I want you to concentrate on that and that only. It is very imperative that you take care of yourself and take care of the things that you need to be worrying about and doing during this time. So set a budget, make sure you set your expectations. Also put in some me time. Usually around the holidays, I usually take my biggest staycation and I usually do it after I've done all that shopping, I've done all the things and I've gotten majority of the things prepared. I still away for one night and I make myself and do a staycation here in the city and it's beautiful. It allows me to rest. It allows me to see my accomplishments. It allows me to get together because I know I'm in the middle of campaigns for this fourth quarter. I'm in the middle of 
blogging and all kinds of things. The events are going to increase because so many companies are going to want to ask me to come to do some holiday things to put that out for them and for myself. So I take a staycation. Staycations are wonderful. Now you may say to yourself, I can't afford no staycation. That's fine. You can't afford a staycation, but do a staycation for you at your home. How do you do one at home? Well, if you live alone, that's super easy, but I want you to elevate it a little bit. And that means put a couple of things that you wouldn't normally do. Make it almost as if you're in a hotel and you make all the things glorious. Do just that. Why am I suggesting these things? Because these are things that are putting in rest. These are things that are giving you a moment. These are things that are causing you to slow down just a little. One of the other things that I do during this time is I set my therapy appointments ahead of time. There are going to be so many people that are going to need therapy that if you have a therapist that provides services, especially online, set your appointments for the rest of the year now. Why? Because their appointment schedules are going to get tight. They're going to want to set time for their own personal vacations, etc. So set the tone now. Put into place appointments around the holidays, especially Thanksgiving, and as close to Christmas as you can. As you know, as the holidays get closer, the stress levels will go up. You have no idea what's coming down the pike. I'm, I don't know what's coming down the pike and neither do you. So put into place things that you can do to take care of your mental health. Some smaller things that I do around the holidays is that I will start to play holiday music. And this is just for me because I know a lot of y'all say, oh my God, I can't listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving. That's fine. That's you. Me personally, I put Christmas music on probably right after Halloween. The reason is, is because with the stress level that I personally experience and with seasonal depression coming in and making that harder as well, putting on Christmas music already puts me into a joyful mood. That doesn't mean that it solves my problems. It doesn't make me feel like, you know, things aren't reality or they're not real. But putting on Christmas music very early causes me to switch over my mindset. And for me, that's worth all the money in China, right? So for me, the Christmas music goes on probably after Halloween. It allows me to be calm. Christmas music is just one of those things that's extremely um, up. You know, they make you feel good. It's, it has a great upbeat. It makes you feel joyful. Um, there are times even in the, the rest of the year that there's sometimes where I've had to play like a Christmas music or Christmas song here or there. So I have no issues with people playing Christmas music early. You may have a problem with that. And to that, I say that is you. But as for me, I'm going to do what's best for me. Also, I listen to other podcasters during this time as an increase because I like to occupy my space in my mind. Um, the radio is great. I love music, obviously, but for me, sometimes that music is not as always as helpful as a podcast may be, you know, listening to certain podcasters, having a playlist going. Also, create a playlist. I will be providing, if you follow me on the blog at toytime, T-O-I-T-I-M-E dot org, I will be providing a Thanksgiving podcast a listing as well as a music listing for Thanksgiving and the same for Christmas and the, as well for the new year. The reason is, is that people are going to be looking for something that they can do, listen to because they may be alone for the holidays. And so they are going to need something to listen to or rely on or to get their mind off the things that are going on. If you have good friends and your family is raggedy, enlist your friends, 
spend time with your friends. There is nothing wrong with a Friendsgiving, which is basically a Thanksgiving for your friends, because we have to admit, as much as we love our families, they are not always on the up and up. So be very careful of who you spend your holidays and your time with. If you are with somebody like, let's say romantically, but they're really not your boo, like you're on their own loan. I say that because they have not said, Hey, we are an item. We are together. And that's bothering you because as we go into the holidays, you're going to want a plus one. Listen, go to whatever you feel like going to when these plus one situations come up. And family members, those who are listening and those who are going to go to these events, stop asking people when are they going to have a baby, whether they are married or single. Stop asking that because you never know what they may have been journeying through while they were at home. Meaning they might have been trying to produce and have a child, but they are not being successful. And you're asking them is very intrusive and very rude. Go to the family functions that you choose to go to. Go to the friend functions that you choose to go to. Every time you go to a function, it's expensive. I tell people that all the time because you want to get a dress. You have to bring a dish or dessert or a drink or have a hostess gift becomes expensive. So be sure that you go to the ones that you know is going to make you the happiest. Meaning the ones that the person just pulls off all the stunts and you have no problems going to any of their events, go to theirs. If you're going to spend the money on an outfit, a drink, a dessert, a side dish, and bring a hostess gift, bring all those things for the places that you truly want to be at. Time out, time out for going to these places where you know it's going to be a drag and you go there anyway because it's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to go to the things and be around the people that are going to make your heart leap. The things and the people that are going to make your heart feel the most joy. Time out for just being a people pleaser. Now I know it's late in the game. You may be the deepest of people pleasing, but I want you to just take five seconds to be selfish. Yes, the word selfish is not bad. It's only in how you choose to use it. You can be selfish with your mental health and you can be selfish with your self-care. And that simply means putting yourself as a priority, telling people no at the most appropriate times and being stern about what makes you tick and what makes you happy. Because this year, this time of year, you don't need to employ any other unhappiness at all. Now, when that snow begins to hit, if you live in a snow area like I do, that does not make me happy. I am not happy it's about snow. Me and snow do not get along and whatsoever. So I do things like when I know a snow day is coming and I know that we can finally enjoy a snow day, I try to employ all the snow day snacks that I can without going, you know, too crazy about it. Um, I try to find music that will make me happy, even a snow day playlist. I know you're probably like, this girl has a playlist for everything. And I do. The reason is, is because I am responsible for my own joy. And when I don't feel like I'm in a situation where it can go the way that I want to, I go and find ways to create it. I use my creativity to help me get through the things that are struggling with. I may do that by doing simple things as like sitting down and writing personal cards to my friends and family and sending those out. Taking that time to give somebody else something, but being creative at the same time helps me with my own mental health as well. These are just small little tasks that you can do being creative, using creativity, using things that you can touch or things that you can smell or things that you can do that will make you feel a little bit better about your situation. Now, I'm not telling you that it's going to fix it. So don't say I tried it, Latoy. It didn't work. This is not a quick fix. 
This is stuff that you do over time that makes the world a difference. This is about making a difference in your life. This is about making difference in how you move, especially during the holidays. I spoke to a couple of people. I do content for other companies and a lot of the content that I'm doing right now, it stems around holiday content and how to get past the holiday blues. The holiday blues are real. This is the time of the year again, where people are the most vulnerable. Their money is a little tight. They may not feel the jolly Joe of whatever the holidays are supposed to bring. Whatever the case may be, I want you to employ finding little joys for yourself. Being honest. I also would suggest keeping a journal. If you suffer through seasonal depression, I want you to keep a journal. And inside that journal, you're going to write down the feelings that you had for each day. I just found one of my journals that I plan to use. It happens to be blue. Go figure. Seasonal depression is always um, significant to the color of blue because that's when you feel the blues. Get it? So I found a blue journal. Didn't have to be blue. Just happened to find one of those because I have a thousand and one journals. And in that blue journal, I plan to write how I feel and the things that are happening. If you notice, you'll start to notice patterns. I am a creature of habit and maybe you are too. Sometimes you may discover certain patterns that you can actually break the pattern, but you may not be able to break what's going on, you know, initially. But if you find the pattern, the pattern may be the, the answer to what you're going through. For instance, you may discover that you have a trigger around a certain person that comes around only once a year. Well, what do you do when you discover that the person or the persons that you're around is your trigger? My friend, you deal with the trigger. You first deal with yourself about it. And then if you can't figure, if you figure yourself out and you do all the things for yourself and then you begin to look out and looking out doesn't mean looking out for your friends. It means looking out at the trigger. And if something inside of that person, meaning you may need to cut that person off. Now, I know you may say to yourself, I can't cut my mom off. She's my trigger. You may not be able to cut your mom off because she's your trigger. And yes, you only get one mother, but you can put some distance between you and her when you need it. You can control the temple. You don't have to visit as often, or you can put little things in to leave when she starts to get a little rough. You can add those small little tasks in because again, those things may help you to be, get to see your mom, make sure that you do the things, but put yourself first. Remember healthcare, mental health is health and you, being selfish in those moments is perfectly healthy right? Taking care of yourself, realizing your, your breaking point, and then removing yourself from those moments is what self-care really is. Self-care goes beyond bubble baths. It goes beyond, you know, taking trips. It goes beyond going to the nail salon. It goes beyond getting your hair done. It legit breaks it down to the point where you learn to enjoy your life and adding small joys to your life makes a world of difference. And you can't control every outside extenuating such a circumstance, but you can put in place some fine, some points of joy, some points of joy that you can either experience or you can create. During the holidays while everybody's budgeting, everybody's buying, you may say, I'm not buying any gifts this year. Perfectly okay perfectly okay. You don't have to buy gifts. I know that we have a stronghold on buying gifts. I'm not going to necessarily stop buying them because I like them, but 
you can enjoy yourself and say, I'm not going to buy any gifts. I'm just going to have experiences. For instance, me and my one friend decided that we are going to give gifts to each other. We're going to set a date and we're going to go on the most fanciest of dates. And that means we're going to go on a dinner or so here and there. And we're going to get dressed up and we're going to laugh, enjoy a cocktail or two, and just enjoy each other's company because our gifts for each other is using our time giving each other of our time. She just got newly married. I have a family taking time from those two places and coming together to laugh and to have joy. That's a gift for each other, right? So you can do the same thing in your world. You can gift experience to people. You can give of your time. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. There is no wrong, wrong way to holiday. There is no right way to holiday. It only makes sense for what you can do, what you want to do, and how you plan to implement those simple joys. Remember, there's a lot of things you can't create. There's a lot of things you can't control, but I am always a firm believer that you can create small little integrals of joy in your own personal life. So the holidays also brings on a level of therapy. And that's why I said, make your appointments now. One, make sure there's one near the Thanksgiving holiday as close as you can get it. I remember two years ago when the pandemic was like in the height of it, I actually had my therapy session Thanksgiving morning. Thanksgiving morning, before I started like the second round of cooking, I went and I had therapy. It was the best thing I had ever done for the holidays was to actually have therapy as close as I possibly can to these holidays. I did the same thing for Christmas. I think I had mine's like Christmas Eve, very first thing in the morning, which was perfect because my family, they, you know, they go out and they do their, my husband does last minute shopping no matter what every year. So him and the kids, they were out all day and they, they were shopping, they were getting things together. And so I had my therapy and I was doing my last minute wrapping while they were gone. And I was just able to just kind of like sit and have that quiet moment by myself. Right. And for moms that never really happened. So I just was enjoying that moment, but you can create those things. So get your therapy session scheduled. Now, um, a couple other things that you can do, little things, find the holiday memories that are core for you. For instance, for me, um, I have to watch like the Christmas classic movies. And so I will set my, my schedule and put it on my schedule to complete those tasks. You may have those same moments. Do those little things that you can put those on the to-do list and watch your life just soar because you're putting extra little things that mean the most to you on your schedule. You're putting it in your schedule. You're making it a part of what you're doing. And so that's how you can put little things onto your schedule and into your life during the holidays. If you cannot be around certain family members, don't. Listen, I know there's family members listening. It could be my own family listening. I'm not going around anybody during the holidays that are getting on my nerves, that are going to cause me to argue, to fuss and fight. I know that you're used to mom and them is used to you showing up. Cousin Susie and them is used to you showing up and everybody starts the same arguments every year. Yeah, that ain't me. I can't do it no more. I've stopped this years ago and it was hard that first year because you're wondering what is everybody thinking? And then you, you know, you're sitting there telling yourself the worst case scenarios, but I just want to let you know, they probably are talking about you because you didn't show up again another Thanksgiving and another Christmas and another whatever. Listen, you have to think about well, how will you feel if you're not around these people and something happens, right? And so you can set the tone. Maybe you don't come for Thanksgiving, but you come after. Maybe you don't come near Christmas. Maybe you come after the new year. Set the tone for what you want. Yes, time is you know running fast and there are going to be people who won't make it to the new year and things of that, that sort. Yes, we know all of those things, but it doesn't mean that you still should put yourself in a toxic situation just because of those. And people will use the time 
you know how time is spinning up and you're going to miss your opportunity to make you feel guilty. Um, I, I'm going to let you know that it gets easier. So once you start, stop coming to things, it does get easier. It gets easier and easier and easier. I'm not telling you to stay away from your family forever. I'm telling you that sometimes just taking a little bit of a retreat is helpful. I did that. I didn't go around my dad's side of the family for almost three years. It might even been longer than that. Um, and I didn't feel guilty after a while. Like I felt guilty at first because it was just like the expectation was there. But then I stepped back and said, you know what, for me to continue going in the place that I was at, the therapy that I needed, the things I needed to get me together, it would not have, been, it would have served its purpose. I would have been, I would have lost, um, I would have lost myself. I would have lost myself. And I just couldn't afford that. Like I don't have enough mind to be out here giving it away freely. So I needed to get my, get my mind together. And that's what I chose to do in those three years. And I can go around them now. I don't go around them as often, even still, I can still go around them now, enjoy their presence. Um, and, um, and I don't say present presence because of the therapy that I've gone through, but it felt guilty. It felt, you know, lonely. It felt weird. It felt defeating to feel like, okay, you just decided to just walk away from your entire family. And in a way I kind of did in a way I kind of did, but I needed that moment. I needed that retreat for myself. I really and truly did. And I feel like as much as people may have not understood it, I'm sure they didn't, but it wasn't really for them to understand. It just wasn't. Today's national holiday is National Dessert Day. So if you like all the things sweets and all the things dessert, today is your day to indulge. So get your most grandest of dessert today. I'm going to have some chocolate molten cake that I got the other day that I didn't finish. And I'm going to enjoy the heck out of that. I may even add some um, dairy-free whipped cream to it and enjoy it, right? Or some dairy-free uh, Cool Whip, whatever the case, add a little bit to it, maybe even some uh, dairy-free ice cream and then enjoy that as well. Um, so enjoy. Today is National Dairy Dessert Day, not dairy, dessert day. Um, the drink of the day is going to be an apple cider Bellini. I had one of these at a restaurant last week. I went to a girls weekend last week and it was, you know, pretty amazing Guys, if you are planning a girl's trip, a guy's trip, stop planning with everybody. You can't go everybody. Um, if you need to get your own separate room and you're on a trip, go ahead and do it. I know everybody wants to save money so they start bunking with everybody else. But when you get grown, you ain't trying to share rooms with folks all the time. And if your friend insists that in order for you to have a girl's trip or a guy's trip, you have to share a room with them, don't even plan. Don't go nowhere with them. Because you should be able to plan your own room. And I know that they want to save money by having you share the room with them. But they got to put that in a budget. Because if you're not able to share a room with somebody, don't. Listen, there's nothing worse than being in a room with somebody that are not like-minded. Like nobody should be getting up at the crack of Jesus while everybody is trying to sleep. Do whatever you have to do for your girl's trip, your guy's trip. Do whatever you have to do, but be clear. I give some great advice on the our girls trip, but I give advice in general about how you should plan and who you should not plan with because people be losing whole friendships by the end of the trip because they have gotten on a person or a friend's nerves or they weren't clear about how money was supposed to be spent. You should never be putting $20 as a, as a dinner 
Like if you go to dinner with with your friends on a trip, the twenty dollars is never gonna work ever ever in life. There's no way twenty dollars works if you've gotten a cocktail, a meal, and then where's your tip at? Right? That's that's not it. Unless your cocktail was two dollars and your meal five, why are you in here giving out a twenty? So since we know that's not the case, you have got to get your calculation skills or use your phone calculator or bring an actual calculator. But you gotta be real. You gotta be willing to pay pay to play. Right? So. Don't book any trips with people who want to be cheap. I, it irks me to no core, and it's because I work around the, the the restaurant industry with being a blogger, and I get invited to so much. I go above and beyond to tip. And I know everybody is not a big tipper, but I feel like you really need to do better on the tipping, right? You need to do better. And they now are putting tips into including into your bill because people are just so raggedy and cheap. But you really, I, it's something about being a cheap tipper that irks my soul, right? Because I'm not. And so when I go with people and they just kind of want to give a $5 here, it that irks me. That irks me to no end. So know who you're traveling with and know what you need to put in place. Still away while you're on your on your girl's trip or your guy's trip to have a little bit of me time. It'll do you wonders. Trust me, it will because you can't be around everybody. And even if that's your friend from 30 years ago, you still don't owe anybody anything for being on a trip with somebody and staying in a room and doing all these things. Like do what's best for you. Uh, this weekend, I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. I have so much to do. My daughter is starting the process of finding a high school. Well, not starting. We actually started a year ago. And I am stressed. I am scared for her. And I know her levels of stress is going on higher than mine. So I just pray that God guides us to the school that she's supposed to be so that we can help her to become her best self. Because this process is not for the faint. It is not easy. I don't understand how Philadelphia does what they do, whether you're in Catholic school, private school or not, it's hard to find a high school that you want to go to where you feel like your child will thrive. So kudos to the parents who have done it before me, but now it's my turn and I'm stressing. So pray some, put some positive energy into the world for us during this process. Because I want my daughter to have the best. I want her to have the best that's for her, not for me, right? I'm not doing this for me. I want her to have the best for her. So pray for the store family because we out here struggling in these streets. Um, so I want you to have the most amazing weekend. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope something about the holiday talk. I'm hoping something about the mental health talk, something about that resonated with you. And I hope that you can have the most bit, most amazing holidays as we go into these holiday seasons. We will be, this is not the first time we're going to talk about the holidays. We're going to be talking about it quite often, but I just wanted to give this simple joy for you to figure out what you're going to do because as you begin to make your plans, a lot of your plans are going to be guarding around who is going to cause you the most stress. And if they're causing you stress, it's time to move on. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Toy. We will be back next Friday with a new episode we do have guests. Do not think I'm going to hold us down for this whole season because I'm not. We do have guests. I'm in the process of editing. And when we get ready, we'll bring them on. But until then, you're having conversations with me because it is conversations with Toy. And I hope that something that you've listened to has made your day or made you think and is making your wheels spin so that you can spin them in the right way according to what's going to help you. Have a great day. I love each and every last one of you. Have the most amazing weekend and enjoy that apple cider bellini 
Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.